everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of the Manly Hanley Podcast. This is the podcast with no limits on what we'll cover. I'm your host, Randy. Have a snack, sit back, and relax. This episode was recorded on Sunday, July 26th, 2020. I always look right down at the date as I'm saying that, so if the date wasn't in front of me, I would be like, but yeah. So uh, let's see. Make sure everything is good. Oh, sweet. Nice. Yeah, so the lighting, of course, is it's the same, but I don't know how the iPhone picks up. Did not dial any of this in. You know me. I don't prepare with this kind of stuff. I just go with it. So, um... Let's, let's give it a shot. So today's episode that I'm recording live again is... We weren't here last week. I didn't have one last week. But this episode could apply to you very much so. More than last week's episode applied to you know people generally. Um, this one, uh, I haven't posted it yet or anything, obviously. I'm titling it right now. It's Selling a Product or Service on Your Own. And this is something that I've been kind of getting into lately. Um, even though you know I've worked for companies my entire life and I, I, I love doing that. I uh, think it's fun to try doing something on the side or just seeing if it works and you know just selling a product or service then of something maybe you're good at so this could apply to anybody maybe you're a musician maybe you want to sell lessons online these are the times where I think these things are going to come up a lot more maybe you're a teacher maybe you teach something online maybe um, you make recipes that you sell to your members something like that something that's members only you can do that. You can, and, and you see that happening on YouTube where people have join links on their YouTube. Uh, not just the subscribe link, but then there's a join link where you can contribute, you know, $5 a month, something like that. These are great ways to make money if you build a following and, you know, sell a million $2 a month memberships. So when it's something that's affordable, more people might be able to latch on to a recurring payment, too. That's how the subscription model works that I really kind of despise for certain softwares, but it works. It brings in money. So if you have like a little bit of a payment from a lot of people, that equals money, right? That's, that's that could be a good income, I guess. But yeah, be a good side hustle too. Maybe if, maybe you're not going to make a ton doing it, but maybe you just want to do it because it's your passion and you can earn a few extra bucks. So that's kind of where I thought of doing this episode. What what led me to this? And um, I think of uh, you know where you want to start with that, depending on what your passion is, is going to be like something like a domain name, right? you got to have a presence out there now. It's more important than ever, I would say, to have a domain name, a brand, and an email address to identify, you know, that I, that or to capture emails to that domain name. And a few episodes where I've talked about that, which would be like getting a domain name with an email address looks a little more professional than, you know, john at yahoo.com, you know, if you have at yourdomain.com. It doesn't cost a lot to do that nowadays. If you're serious about doing this, it's worth it to just save up a few extra bucks and buy a domain, just get it over with. It's, it's a yearly thing, it's, it, it's not that often you have to pay for it. And like the Microsoft Office uh, Business Essentials, is 60 bucks a year, but you got like a whole platform there where you can store your files, collaborate with people, and it's incredible. It's very powerful for the basic uh, setup on that. And let me check my, uh, okay, I thought I had another message here. <laughs> um, I try to check these live. But yeah, so that's the basic part is just having your domain, your brand, taking care of that first. So say you, let's pretend you let's let's go with let's let's go with you're an educator of some sort. Maybe you are good at 
doing cooking classes online, but you don't want to just give those out right away because you don't want YouTube taking a part of your money and a lot of your money and not giving you much in return until you make, you know, have millions and millions of viewers. Well, no, nobody has that right off the bat. Not usually. Um, so maybe you want to sell a cooking class. Let's just go with this idea. So you go ahead, you go buy a domain name, randyscookingclass.com, and or randyscooking.com, and then, then you can offer classes and offer other products. So just the domain's not limiting you to cooking classes. Maybe try to get one that's, like my domain is randyhanley.com. doesn't really tell you anything other than that's my name, but I try to just put things under there, like the podcast, that's one thing. And now I'm going to maybe sell services where I help people with podcasts and audio mixing, stuff like that. You can do that. So you got your domain name, you bought that, you have an email address. Where I like to recommend people to start with is maybe a host such as, well, you're going, you're going to need that. You're going to need either GoDaddy, Bluehost, HostGator. This is if you want to have everything under your control. Um, you could go ahead and just buy, you know, a Wix or start a Wix website where they build everything for you. Those are great too, but if you want complete control and flexibility of what you're going to do, I recommend going with, you know, a host and registering a domain name through them, such as GoDaddy, Bluehost, or HostGator. And they make it so easy now to set up what is, it's a WordPress site. And most of this episode is going to actually be somewhat about WordPress. And the cool thing about WordPress is it's, a, it's an open source platform. Yes, there's paid versions, there's paid plugins and all that stuff. That's how everything generally works nowadays. There has to be something to buy. But WordPress, you have tons of flexibility to build your store, your website. Everything can be under WordPress, just about. Um, or different pieces that connect to WordPress, like plugins and extensions, just like you'd have in a browser. So that's what I highly recommend. For the last 10 years, I think I've been recommending WordPress to people. Um, it used to be just known as a blogging platform. There used to be, you know, Blogger. Um, what was the other one? Live Journal? Is that, is it? Oh my gosh, yeah. Live Journal. Um, was that like, that was, I never got on, jumped into that, uh, that trend, I guess. I never caught on to it, but um, yeah, like, WordPress is the big one, right? But now it's much more than that. WordPress can do anything, just about. Um, so, yeah, the reason I mentioned creating your own, do your own domain with WordPress installing, with a WordPress install, is because it gives you the control. And you can sign up directly. You can also go to WordPress.com and sign up directly. And that's where they host it for you. And there's, there's probably like four or five plans. And, you know, some might offer you you know, more storage, I don't know, I don't know, they have like four or five plans, I think, and they can go all the way up to like 40, I don't know, 20, 30 dollars a month, something like that, or free, I think you can do a free one, but then they're going to make money off ads or something, and you don't really have much flexibility, but it's still great, it's WordPress, it's cool, it's, you know, but um, the real power comes in when you host it yourself, on like GoDaddy or Bluehost, and GoDaddy and Bluehost and HostGator, and there's many others, they have like what's called the cPanel, and you can just click a button and say, like, yeah, I want to install WordPress. You don't need to run the scripts yourself. Or, you know, I've done that kind of stuff where you do it for, from scratch. You unzip the file. You extract it. You set permissions on all the files and all the PHP files that are in the WordPress directory. You can get really technical. And I haven't done that in years now. It's like all these automated services make it so easy. That's why I recommend it. Um, because people like myself can't break the code as easily. And, and you can just, you know ask for the help of those people that you're paying to host your website to fix it for you. I've broken my WordPress site probably two or three times that I can remember, brought it completely down. And because I edited a, a PHP file like incorrectly and screwed up the code, and um, 
you just open up a tech support ticket. Uh, I think it was with HostGator at the time. No, it was Bluehost. And they're available anytime, and they fixed it within five minutes. Like, they can just revert your, your, your settings for you. They have a backup or something. They can fix it, and you're good to go. And then you just don't make that uh, setup again. Thanks, Harmony. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Um, doing it from the, the iPhone, actually, today. So it's uh, you're just hearing me across the room and not directly through this mic. This is the feed that's going to go to the uh, upload later. But um, So the beauty of the WordPress, <laughs> WordPress platform is that they allow you to install it on your own web server, like I'm saying. And that's what I did. And, you know, once you install it on your, on your web server, there's configuration options. It walks you through most of it. And they detail it right on their site, WordPress does. And, but I've copied and pasted it in my notes so I can just read it for you. And um, they, call WordPress, they call it their WordPress Bill of Rights, which I like that. It's kind of cool. And they say that WordPress is a software designed for everyone, emphasizing accessibility, performance, security, and with a minimum setup, and I can't read the screen because it's scrolled to the left, we believe great software should work with minimum setup. There we go. So you can focus on sharing your story, product, or services freely. That's exactly what I'm doing. Never read that statement till today when I looked it up, but it actually fits what I'm doing. They read my mind. The basic WordPress software is simple and predictable, so you can easily get started. It offers powerful features for growth and success. All very true. And we believe in democratizing publishing and the freedoms that come with open source and there's a link there I'll include in the description supporting this idea is a large community of people collaborating on that's the whole open source idea people contribute to the code make it better submit it you know and it just gets better and better the WordPress community is welcoming and inclusive our contributors passion drives the success of WordPress which in turn helps you reach your goals so from there I, I like the whole idea of the open source idea I love Linux I love open source, I love free things, um, where people contribute and make things better. But um, So where do you go from there? you got your WordPress site, you can download themes, all these extensions and add-ons. I don't recommend going crazy there. I recommend adding themes only as needed with WordPress. Do not add like a crazy person, just extensions. You will bring your WordPress site down at some point. It happens a lot. I see it happen anyways. But, um, what you do is figure out what you need next. Okay, I got my website, I got my main page, I got my, you know, navigation bar where people can go to the different uh, pages. Um, well, from there, what are you going to link to? What are you trying to do on your site? Well, this totally optional step I will say to add next, and this is if you're even if you're one person operation at times like myself, just maybe set up a ticketing system. You can't do everything in email. You could. But it gets messy. Just trust me on this, please, if, you, if you're listening. Um, some sort of organization. And it doesn't have to be ticketing, like a traditional ticketing system. It could be something like Asana. It can be a, t a task management platform if you have to. But I'm telling you, a ticketing system makes things so much easier. And you see it with companies that grow really quickly. They, you, you have to use that. Email gets messy. You're searching for things rather than them just being in front of you instead of pulling up a case number. You can look for a subject line that's the same as the other email you're trying to... It gets messy. So a ticketing system, where you, where one that I will recommend for you, is a great one that starts off as free, and it can stay free if you're okay with the limited feature set of the free version, and that is Freshdesk. Freshdesk, Freshworks, they have all these other products, but Freshdesk is the help desk version of their Freshworks suite of products. And it is phenomenal. Um, even the free version. 
there are limitations, um, especially when you've been using the, the paid version, you pay, uh, like I have, for years. But the free version is a great way to get started because they let you add unlimited agents. So if you want to just go in, create a fresh desk account for your ticketing system, and say you have 20 employees, you're not paying you know 15 bucks a head per month right off the bat. You can just try it out and see how it works with 100 people. You can add 100 people for free. They don't they don't they don't charge you until you really need those extra features. So this is an optional step, like I said, the ticketing system. But I highly recommend it because you can create orders as tickets. You can create. Uh, if your solution, your cooking class is a ticket. You can you can say like, you know, hey, I want something geared towards this. Can you do a, uh, you know, can you consult with me and do an online webinar for my my students? I want them to learn cooking online. Just a terrible example, probably, but that could be a ticket. So you can set it up on your website, the ticketing system. And if you go to randyhanley.com, you'll see how I've implemented mine. There's a little floater widget that they give you for free. It's even part of the free version of Fresh will do this. And it comes up as a contact us form. That contact us, when they fill in that, the form and submit something to you, it submits it as a new ticket. You can respond to that ticket until the problem is solved. And it stays in that ticket. It doesn't, nothing escapes that ticket. Unless they start emailing you personally, which they, really your email might not be visible. So I recommend not putting your personal email there. But everything stays in that ticket and it doesn't get out of control. Like things can do in an email, in my experience. So... That's, that was the second step I, I recommend uh, when you're starting to open yourself up to providing a service on your website. Um, of course, a store goes hand in hand with that. If you want to create a store to sell stuff, then we'll get into that in a second. But the ticketing system, I would recommend WordPress as a start just to see if the ticketing um, idea works for you. So WordPress is so popular, though, that it's very likely that a plugin exists for any other ticketing system you're looking for. Um, I'd be almost be suspicious, like, why doesn't somebody have a WordPress plugin for their ticketing system? Because there's so many websites out there that use WordPress. And I'll provide a link to the WordPress uh, Freshdesk plugin support page just to show you what kind of features it has. Basically, it's like a collapsible, like, little widget that just pops out and they can fill out information of what they're requesting. And it goes right to your ticketing system that you can have as an app on your phone. You can respond to orders through it. I mean... You can even do everything through the Freshdesk platform. There's Freshworks, there's sales platforms under there. I'm not recommending getting into all that unless you really want to invest in that. But starting with Freshdesk is free, so keep that in mind. Uh, other components to Freshworks uh, products cost money. Um, they do have like 21 day free trial, I think, but you're gonna pay eventually. Um, so yeah, I got the... It, once you fill up that info in that Freshdesk plugin, for, uh, for instance, you'll see a floating widget appear on your site that's already ready to start taking requests from your customers or your members or your users, whatever, however you'd like to refer to them. So wait a minute, how do you get paid? How are you going to make money? You get all these services you're providing, right? Well, that's where I can't tell you how much to charge or um, how to take the money. Um, you know, if you'd like to work under the table, granted you're making less than whatever is taxable per year on your, your freelance job. Um, but there are plenty of plugins uh, for WordPress, just like I mentioned earlier, where you can take payments. There's The most common one is WooCommerce. It's W-O-O Commerce, all one word. And WooCommerce itself has plugins that tie into, like has additional plugins besides the store that tie into WordPress. Um, there's, there's tons. Um, and WooCommerce is probably the easiest way to build a customizable payment system on your own site that I've ever seen anyways. It's ridiculously easy. 
you, once you have your WordPress press installed, you can go to plugins or whatever, click the, click the little button, add plugin, search for WooCommerce, click the install button. And then it takes you through, like, if you want to collect taxes at sale, it, it takes you through all of that. No coding. I didn't, I didn't edit one line of code to do this. It's incredible. When you, if, you, if you go back, like, I don't know, 15, 10, 15 years where, you, where people are building their own shopping carts, that's could be a pretty massive undertaking. So the fact that this is available is pretty cool. And, of course, they got extra services to sell you, like, um, maybe membership features, like where you can have a recurring membership fee, um, they might charge extra to make some of that stuff a little smoother. But if you're just saying, like, I want to take take my, you know, I got 20 t-shirts that I make that I want to sell on my site, you could list them on that WooCommerce plugin. They show up right on your WordPress site, the price you set. They can add it to cart. They can check out. You can set up your payment collection uh, method if you want to use PayPal. you got to list yourself as a business generally when you set that up. But um, So if you're looking to just collect PayPal in your own pocket, you can do it that way. Um, you can even skip the whole WooCommerce way and just do it with your ticketing system. Be like, send me money to my PayPal. I will send you a t-shirt. doesn't look as professional. Maybe your people that don't know you might not trust it as much as they would a checkout cart where they're seeing the word PayPal and they got that guarantee. But it's all there and it's super easy. Um, so that's really the easiest way to set up something on your website. And if you go to my site today or if you're viewing the podcast um, or listening to the podcast through the site, you'll see that I've set that up, that stuff up. It really, it, in total, all that stuff I added took about an hour of work time. Um, just kind of here and there uh, over the week, I was just using uh, set, using that time to set it up. Um, and I can't stream my desktop like I normally do because I don't have my uh, multi-camera device here. But um, so what I'm basically offering on my site now, and yours, your your talents may differ. Uh, or what your services that you want to offer is, um, you know, basically what I mentioned last week, what I was kind of getting into, and that's more podcast consulting. Again, not a full-time thing. Uh, for fun, just to see where it goes. I enjoy helping people with things, so it kind of works out. It's like one of those, you know, uh, dream job kind of things, I guess. I don't know. And um, also offering training sessions or video, like just a video conference, like a two-hour call, whatever but helping people set up from the ground up a podcast. I've been asked more and more lately from just random people about, you know, how do you how do you set that up, the podcast? Well, man, now I have it on my site, so if anybody's interested in asking me, I, you know, you know, granted your family, it's, you can skip the, I'll give you a discount to zero. You could, you know, it's, it's we're set. But um, the other thing I recommend that I've, I kind of, I, I was Googling this last week is, what are you worth? <laughs> you know, like, and it's generally more what, what what most sites and experts tend to lean toward is you're worth more than your hourly rate that you make at your job. So um, there was my music fading in again, but I look at him mute it. Oh, I haven't messed up on that in a few weeks. But um, yeah, it's generally going to be much more than your hourly rate. I would recommend because you're going to be paying these processing payment systems. You're going to be paying at least two percent, I'm guessing, per transaction if somebody goes to use that platform to pay through your site. Then you're going to be paying income tax on that. So up the price a little bit so you can, you know, it's worth your time. Um, the person that's paying for it is going to see the price that they pay, right? They're, they don't know that you're not getting all that money. And PayPal, uh, I've heard lots of mixed reviews from other business owners um, that use it. I haven't used it as a business, but I heard they don't treat their businesses the, the best.